Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron. Hello. And Jared. What's up? And we are recording this. It's like it's middle of May and we're starting to ease lockdown restrictions. Jared and I have both been out surfing and that makes everything kind of a lot better. For them. Dude, I can't wait till I get shoulders again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be real painful for Erin. The only silver lining to this quarantine was that she didn't have to listen to us talk about surfing. And now that's all come crumbling down. Sorry, Erin. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't quit. You can't leave. <laughs> you can't leave this show. It's like the mob. I know. It's blood in, blood out. Yeah. Or you get whacked with Stallone's penis. Just as long as it's not as that sack of nuts that he's carrying around. Oh, man. Can you imagine being teabagged by that? No. Those would be like a mace. Speaking of uh, our conversation from last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you swung him around. If you you gilded him and then used them as some sort of uh, object to inflict violence. Yeah. I got to I got to look at that though. Cherry, you ha- you don't have to look at, at Stallone's dick again for this conversation. Oh, I've looked at it every day. <laughs> Are you kidding? I deleted it. I showed my wife and then I'm like I I don't when I open up this text thread to text them, I don't want to constantly see a close up of Stallone's dick. It's just something weird about me, I guess, that I don't want to see that. Okay, I'll resend it. But I did share. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, that's my coded language to please resend the close-ups because uh, this is our second in our Stallone Cops double feature. Uh, last time we watched and reviewed Cobra, and this week we are reviewing 1993's Demolition Man. And uh, our discussion last time devolved into a discussion of Stallone's genitalia because he posed in Playgirl in the mid-80s. While he was filming the last movie, by the way. So that, that's important. That's that's part of the context. Do you know that for a fact, that it was while he was filming Cobra? Well, it had to be during the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's good enough for me. Now's the time to... Hit pause on your podcast uh-huh. and Google search Sylvester Stallone's penis. Yeah. His balls are really a sight to behold. I've never seen a set of nuts like that in my life. Well, we are on Skype and uh, I could I could have you face Jared's monitor so that you he could show you show you his. Jared, do you have nuts like <laughs> Stallone? Dude, I I did HGH and I didn't get those results yet. So hopefully. <laughs> Any day now. I can't wait. <laughs> He's not going to have a neck anymore. He didn't need it. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Also, what, before DB ushers us off this, because I can hear in his voice yeah. that he's done talking about eager, nads. Eager, yes. While, yeah. <laughs> while Jared and I could just gab all night about them. <laughs> well, uh, what I do want to point out is that the one picture in question, which is the picture where I don't know if it's filming during, but because uh, I believe he was writing the screenplay for Cobra in the <laughs> yeah. picture that I'm talking about. But when you Google search it, you want the photograph where he's sitting at a desk writing something. With the pen. That is where his nuts, that's where you really get a good shot of the nuts. And you can tell that he's not started juicing yet. So his nuts are just, those are those are organic, DV. <laughs> Maybe you could feed those to your daughter. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, instead of the organic formula from Whole Foods, right? I mean, well, there's some sort of formula coming out of those things. I mean, enough for 10 babies, near as I can tell. Hey, look, that was Sylvester Stallone at 40. So, you know, you guys are like, oh, I'm turning 40. Well, guess what? Sylvester Stallone showed his nuts at 40 years old, and you can do it too. Those were 20-year-old nuts to the naked eye. Yeah. Maybe at Botox. Is it something dudes would do? So welcome back to the show, uh, everyone. I know that you just paused to go look that up. And if you don't have the close-up, why don't you just tweet at us, and then uh, we'll DM you the close-up that Aaron cropped from that picture. We'll slide those nuts into your DMs, honey. (laughs) They don't wait for an invitation most of the time. Yeah. I'm going to be out there me too and people with these nuts. If you have a pulse, that's invitation enough. Stallone knows you want it. Anyway, (laughs) so this movie, Demolition Man, this is what we're reviewing today. Uh, It's from 1993, directed by Marco Brambilla, or Brambilla, starring Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and Sandra Bullock. Have you guys ever seen this one before? Yes. Yeah, I have. In 05. I saw it with my family on TV. 
Jesus. It's the last time I saw my family. That's how I know. Do you have one of those autobiographical <laughs> memories? You remember watching Demolition Man in 2005 with your family. This summer. In the summer, and what day? What were they wearing? All that. I think my dad was wearing short shorts. Uh, I was wearing board shorts. Okay. I think my brother was wearing a Pokemon shirt. I watched this movie back in the summer of 97. Oh, okay. <laughs> you people have fucking years for when you see this movie. How do you, why do you know for a fact that it was that year? We lived like fat cats. I told you we had a pool and a go kart and <laughs> cable, motherfucker. Yeah. It was one of them HBO Johns. Did you seek this movie mm -hmm. out? Like, were you excited to watch this movie? Because this was one that we came up with where I was like, oh, God, I don't want to watch this movie. So, did you, did you seek this one out? I didn't seek it out so much as it was the next thing coming on HBO. And so we watched it, but I enjoyed it. And there it was definitely a movie that people, my peers had seen. Right. So this one came out in 1993, sort of our, our teenage years for all of us. I was in the, the lower teens. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe you guys weren't uh, teenagers yet, but these are the kinds. I was kinds... in third grade. I, for real? I was in third grade, old man. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I hadn't even gotten my period yet. Um, <laughs> this is, is oh, pre-puberty airing. All right. This is awful. Um, we'll just end the show right here, everybody. This is what the people want to hear, GP. I need to go cry because I'm only a few weeks away from 40. It's uh, it's going to be a tough one. That's a tough hey, one to cross. Guess who was naked for the first time on a magazine when he was 40? That's right. Sylvester Stallone. That did make me feel a lot better, except then you see what kind of shape he's in, and I'm like, well, okay. Dude, just do steroids. <laughs> yeah, you know I know. What? Get over yourself. <laughs> it's true. Who do I think I am with these workouts, these home workouts and surfing? You got to do steroids. Mr. High and Mighty over there. <laughs> Stick a needle in your ass and shut up. <laughs> Yeah, it's not too bad if it's Or just if you air. do HGH in your chest. Ooh, in the chest? Yikes. Oh, in your chest? Yikes. It looks scary, but it's not that bad. <laughs> there you go, kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be a pussy. Just take the needle in the chest. So uh, this movie, I'd never seen this one before. And Sandra Bullock. First, let's uh, address the fact, going back to our first band cast movie, Trash Movie, uh, she replaced Lori Petty after a few days of shooting. Lori Petty from Point Break. Of course. And Lori Petty left over, quote, creative differences. She would have been too crazy for this movie. Too intense. Maybe. Yeah. I got to say, Sandra Bullock, the first scene with her, I was like, whoa, this is bad. Like, she's just struggling to deliver these really stupid lines. And then I kind of got it by the next scene with her. I'm like, oh, OK. So this is kind of a tongue in cheek movie, which is kind of a bummer. It's hard to make fun of movies that are tongue in cheek and they're kind of making fun of themselves. But I actually came away from this movie thinking that this was not nearly as bad as I expected it to be. This is actually fairly decent. Not great. It's a good movie. But not bad. We told you yeah. so. But I think I like Cobra more because Cobra takes itself so seriously and so that makes it funnier. And this movie that's going for uh, humor and has a lot of funny moments in it, which we'll get into. But overall, I think it kind of was like uh, weighted down by kind of 90s big blockbuster corporate restrictions, right? Where it's not it's not going as far as a Deadpool, but it has some kind of Deadpool elements. I kind of felt a little bit of Deadpool like that could come through in here, but it wasn't willing to go that far and take all those risks, but it was pretty good. I liked it. I can't believe it. Um, Stallone and Wesley Snipes originally supposed to be Van Damme and Steven Seagal. Whoa. <laughs> and Van Damme's the bad guy or Seagal is? Well, okay. Glad you asked. So originally- Because if I had to cast it, that's how it would go. You, Van Damme is the bad guy? Yeah. Van Damme, the bad guy, Seagal, the good guy. Right. Yeah. Because we got to stick it to the French, especially after Fifth Element. <laughs> they deserve to be the bad guy. Yeah. They are the bad guy. Yes, it was originally Van Damme is the bad guy. He didn't want to be the bad guy. And then when they went to Seagal and said, you be the bad guy, Seagal didn't want to be the bad guy either. So that's Seagal why gave I him a apart. kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, because Seagal has gotten very big recently. When I first came to LA and I went on a date with one woman who said that she had been invited to Steven Seagal's mansion, Hollywood mansion, and she went and that he came out in a robe, some sort of <laughs> in, a, in a robe of or something, and uh, was trying to put the moves on her, but she didn't, she, she wasn't uh, going to go with it. She just thought it was cool to have a story to say that she went to Steven Seagal's mansion. <laughs> oh, was, man. It's creepy. <laughs> have you heard Steven Seagal's blues album? He has a blues album? No. <laughs> yeah. There's a song he has. It's called Girl, It's All Right. And oh, man, he's trying to sexy up. It's like so big while he's playing his guitar. Steven Seagal. There was like a big thing in the 90s with these action heroes going toward music. Of course, Aaron, your favorite Bruce Willis and his uh, what was his band's name? No, I, I don't know that because I, I didn't follow the band too closely. So I didn't think that was good for our relationship if I did that. Was it something dog? What was Bruce Willis's band? And then, of course, there's Russell Crowe, 30 Odd Feet of Grunts. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name? Uh, that was his band's name. Something like that. Nice. 30 Odd Feet of Grunts or something. Um, so once Stallone was on this movie, he originally wanted to have Jackie Chan play the villain character, the Wesley Snipes character. Oh, Jackie Chan can't be the bad guy. That's actually what Jackie Chan said. He said that international audiences don't like it when the actor that they've seen as the hero then become plays the, the bad guy. So he turned it down. But he was considering it for the, the sequel of, or something, I, I think I saw. So then it went to Wesley Snipes. And I got to say, Wesley Snipes is my favorite thing about this movie. He's awesome. Dude, he's so great. He's like a cartoon character. Yeah. Yeah, he is awesome. I thought at a certain point that this was based on a comic book. I had it in my mind, but I guess that's Judge Dredd. Red is the one that's based on a comic book. This one is not. This was a just a unique uh, screenplay, although there's a Hungarian writer who claims that it was stolen from his novel Fight for the Dead from 1986. He didn't take a court case because he didn't have the money to go up against a big Hollywood studio uh, in an international court case, but he said that uh, it's, it's essentially the same premise. And what is his book called? Fight for the Dead. Are you going to read it like Cocktail? Fight for the Dead. Well, I wasn't. I was going to read Cocktail until I found out the same guy that wrote the movie wrote the book. Then it didn't make any sense to do that. If it had been different authors, then I would have read Cocktail. I got to say, I'm almost intrigued to read Cocktail now because there is another podcast that recently came out that I listened to where they talk about Cocktail and they said that the book is very different. It's a much darker, bleaker story than... Oh, what, the truth, maybe. Right, yeah. And it was kind <laughs> of semi-autobiographical, I guess, and um, that the studios kept forcing him to water down the story and make it like this stupid romance. Yeah, because I would be surprised if we're talking he's working in New York City, bartending, and he's the toast of the town. Well, that guy there is doing tons of blow and we didn't have one scene, not even, well, at least we got a little sniff of cocaine in Roadhouse. Right. But we get, we get nothing from the bartender who's, apparently he's a poet as well. You know where that comes from. He comes home from his shift flying high on yeah. coke and is like, I got a poem to write. I can't. Uh, just even going back to that movie, I just, my blood boils. I listened, I re-listened to our show on that and I was a little disappointed in myself because I was cursing way too much for my taste because it was kind of like cursing is a crutch. But uh, I, I'm sorry, this the passion just got the best of me for how much I hate that movie and, and, and Tom Cruise's character in it. So uh, yeah, the drugs... I th I think you're absolutely right that the drugs are in that book. I think uh, one of the people on that other podcast had read it and said that yeah, there's drugs and and sex and it's 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 a sadder story. They edited out the cocaine. Yeah, because they wanted to make this like a big Hollywood movie. But anyway, so I want to get back to really quickly. Not really quickly. Well, shit. <laughs> I, let's really quickly talk about Demolition Man so we can keep talking about a movie that we reviewed several months ago. I don't mean to, I don't mean to digress to talk I, about I'd Demolition love to Man. I'd back to Sylvester Stallone's nuts again if yeah, we have oh time God. before the end of this. I, I'm putting a moratorium on that. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was in the cryogenic prison. I kept on thinking about the uh, new picture of him while he was on... Uh, 
steroids. He's very proud oh, of his body. So gross is Sylvester Stallone. Oh, you don't think he's attractive? He's he's gross. No, the the <laughs> the nude that Jared's referring to oh. the naked picture of him when he's like probably fifty and just shredded. It's it's frightening. I'm referring to this picture where he has veins not just on his penis but on his body as well. Yeah. Well, speaking of Stallone's penis, see, this is this is what we. I love that this we brought you down here with us But I'm going to segue to something having to do with cocktail. Listen, no, <laughs> speaking of Stallone's <laughs> penis, can we talk about how Sandra Bullock considered Sylvester Stallone her big brother on set, end quote. Uh, so that's kind of... <laughs> That's kind of close, Sandra, but he's actually your father in this movie. Did you guys pick up on that? Oh. I thought that he was the father. That's kind of what I was thinking, but they never... Uh, how do you know that he was for sure? I'm glad you asked because I have a list. Every instance where they, they are so pushing this idea. But what's interesting is that in the original edit of this movie, Stallone actually meets his daughter in the sewers and then they cut them after test audiences were upset that he would sleep with someone the same age as his daughter. So instead, they say, okay, you don't want him to sleep with someone the same age as his daughter. We'll just have him sleep with his daughter, you fucking test audiences. Because they're, <laughs> so when she, when they are first in the police station after the murder death kills, and then they zoom in on Sandra Bullock as she says, as someone says, Spartan man, and they do this zoom in. So that's kind of like the first hint. When Spartan is resurrected, Sandra Bullock, Huxley, I'll just start calling her Huxley. She knows about his family, but he's cut off before he hears about his daughter, right? He asks about his daughter and then it's cut off and they have Sandra Bullock's reaction as he's cut off, right? By the, uh, the, the sergeant. And it's such like a knowing little look. And then back in her apartment, so I don't think that she necessarily knows that she's his daughter because she wanted to look up his daughter on the police computer when they're back at her place before they have virtual sex. But the movie, so she doesn't know, but I think the movie knows. And then when the mayor, or Cocto, I'm really confused what his role is, but I just keep calling him the mayor, tells Spartan that his family is dead, there's a shot of Bullock that suggests that she does know that she's his daughter. So there's all these cuts that they put in here to suggest that there's information missing that either Sandra Bullock does know or doesn't know, but the movie, I insist, knows that she's his daughter. And it's fucked up because they they have <laughs> virtual sex and then at the end he does this you know very cinematic kiss on the mouth a la yeah. world war ii victory parade and so you're proposing that he knows this is his daughter that he's playing tonsil hockey he with doesn't. he doesn't i'm but Sandra character might. There are a few instances where it seems like she does, but the one instance where they're in her apartment and she wants to look up what happened to his family and then he says no, that suggests that maybe she doesn't know, but I feel like the movie definitely knows because they do all these uh, reaction shots of her anytime the family is brought up. Yeah, see, I thought that they were doing that because they wanted us to think that they were father-daughter, but... I mean, they, uh, they're going to have sex at the end of it. So I, I don't yeah. really know what the movie's trying to do then. <laughs> yeah, if they're... they're trying to tell us that they're father-daughter, but they're also fucking. I think it's that. Well, that's why I texted you guys that uh, Sandra Bullock or Huxley is Demolition Man's Laura Palmer. Yeah, see, is this more Twin Peaks bullshit? Of course it's Twin Peaks bullshit. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what that means. <laughs> Did you read anything that said that that is in fact what it is? Or you've just read fan theories? No, no, I didn't even read fan theories. It jumped this out to me theory. as I was watching it. I, it was like, whoa. Because, and I thought it was actually going to be revealed. But then when they go back to her place, and then they kind of have... Virtual sex. The virtual sex. But it's like, whoa, what is going on? Because she's the right age. Because this is, she would be 36. Oh, she would be she's 36. She's the right age for DB. No, well, hey, Sandra Bullock looks fantastic in this movie. Sandra Bullock is, is, I feel like, never looked better when they have her in those uniform and those tight pants. She looks fantastic. 
No, but she's yeah. the right age. She's 36 or something. She's 36. So this is 2032. So he was cryogenically frozen in 1996. For Yeah, 36 if he had gotten his wife pregnant just before he went into the freeze. So, yeah. How do you know she's 36? Well, that's just what the age would be. We don't know that that's Sandra Bullock's age in the movie, but she could definitely be 36 because Sandra Bullock, she looks fantastic. She has like this fantastic body. She always kind of has like an old face, not a bad face. I think that it's not his daughter and she is actually younger than his daughter. So he is shagging a girl that is younger than his daughter. Well, played Paul McCarthy is what she's trying to say. Because I don't think she looked 36 in the movie. I thought she looked younger than that. I think that she could be a good-looking 36. Like, it's not beyond reason. I'm not going to stand here and insist that she's 36, right? Because... But the movie neither confirms nor denies that she's his daughter. But it does make these suggestions. Again, every time the daughter is brought up, they're cut off. But we have a shot of Sandra Bullock reacting to it, right? Which is does lead you to suggest there's some underlying information. Yeah. I wonder if that wasn't set up when they had the scene that included his daughter living down in the sewers and this being this give and take with the daughter and him and Sandra. And then they cut that part out, but they were like, well, we're not going to do all these reshoots. So we'll just leave the daughter as just a question mark out in the air. This comes down then to the editor, right? So the editor then is the one who can, yes, who can be injecting this. I think we should have every episode at one point, Jared should do a Seinfeld reenactment of whatever it is that we're talking about. (laughs) Jared's like, oh, yeah, she she wants to have kids with me, but but she's with the pinching hands. And then George comes in and George is like, and then Seinfeld music. And then they're in the diner. I love the Seinfeld music. I did not care for the music in here that was the soundtrack to Wesley Snipes' character. That's like the DJ turntable scratch. Yeah. Uh, that's stupid and unnecessary. Like, Wesley Snipes is carrying this without your stupid music bed for him. I love when he goes into the museum. Yes. That scene no, of him great. in the museum is you're rooting for the bad guys. I love the fact that he is just so gratuitously violent and just mowing people down <laughs> and having fun doing it. I love that. He's just this. He's got a great smile, too. When he smiles, it's really infectious. Yeah. I like when he took the warden's eye, warden's eye out. <laughs> oh, I knew that part was coming. I had to hide my eyes. Well, we didn't actually see it, but we get this, enough of the suggestion of it. Yeah, that yeah. is that is unsettling. So that's when he is taken out of his cryogenic freeze and now i'm a little confused by the premise of this movie which is that stallone is cryogenically frozen because the bus passengers who are on the bus that was hijacked by wesley who he's trying to save who he's trying to save he's trying to save died they died and so therefore it's stallone's fault he didn't hijack the people I mean, he was going in there to try to save them. If they died, even if it was in the course of him trying to save them, how does that mean that he gets blamed for it and sent to prison for 70 years? Yeah, for 70 years. I think this is a good idea, though, for the people, the cops that are uh, picking off young black kids or just anybody that's picking off young black kids. Let's cryogenically freeze them for 70 years. And then they fuck their daughter, allegedly. (laughs) But they'll have a set of nuts on them. Yeah, while they listen to the good Jolly Green Giant as a hit song. Oh, you thought autotune was bad. That beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this is going to be a long slog. This is bad. But once he wakes up and they, they bring him out in this uh, future Los Angeles or San Angeles. Um, and like you're mentioning with the radio station that plays only commercial jingles, this whole world that they've created made it a lot of fun. 
I thought that it was yeah. like I was into this movie now. I'm like and starting to see like what they're doing and there's no violence. They don't know what to do. <laughs> they're just watching in the police station as they get the reports of a murder death kill, murder death kill, and they're all standing around like, wait, what? <laughs> and nobody's doing anything to go and stop this guy. Nobody's calling paramedics. Because the one guy that he took the eye out from after he escapes is still alive. Like they're he's still alive, but he has a pulse. Yeah. Nobody makes a call for paramedics. They just wait and oh now he's deceased oh good thank god that's over <laughs> yeah, yeah they're like oh <laughs> critical condition i guess nobody really liked him yeah <laughs> that's i thought point. it was a missed opportunity or maybe it was just my nostalgia watching this movie when they were doing the jingles in the car it, if there was ever a time where commercial jingles really had their heyday it was the 90s and i feel like there were so many better ones that they could have used it, and it would have just been fun to see an old 90s like if they had done the mentos commercial oh mentos oh mentos would have been great <laughs> Yeah, if they were singing that in the car, that's a good... I mean, the Oscar Mayer Wiener song, really? Eh. Yeah, it's a little too on the nose, right? Was it Oscar Mayer Wiener? I mean, come on, the Kit Kat bar, give me a break. Just give me a Dr. Pepper, we want it! What jumped out to me with that scene is that Stallone takes it very much in stride. I know it's played for a joke there, so he can just kind of shake his head and, and rub his forehead as they're singing along to this and okay Stallone not very good at the humor by the way he's he's not very good in this movie I, I don't think I mean he's kind of charming but I don't think he does the comedic stuff very well played it exactly the way he played Cobra yeah he's the same guy well but see but yeah but see Cobra was so funny because he well I guess there were moments where he kind of knew he was being ridiculous like with all, all the stuff about the food in the hospital but it, Cobra he was playing it straight and when he plays it straight, I feel like that's much funnier Stallone than when he tries to go for funny. That's just me personally. Well, you know, I think the pitch of the movie was, hey, man, we'll have you be the main character. We'll let you pose nude in the cryogenic chamber, you know, so people see your body. Will you do it? And like, oh, he's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how contracts get done with Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's what happened. So Wesley Snipes, I have noted here, too, that when I originally saw him, I wrote down, oh, Wesley Snipes has a Dennis Rodman look. This is very 90s. Big time. Turns out that it's yeah. actually the other way around. Dennis Rodman saw this movie, liked Wesley Snipes' hairdo, and started dyeing his hair. So it's actually the checks reverse. Out. That checks wow. out. Yeah. Dennis Rodman could have played this part, too. I mean, 100%. He could have been with Wesley's gang. I don't think so. Dennis Rodman did a movie, right? He did. Dennis Rodman did a movie? He did a couple movies and it was like pretty oof. Yeah, he was in a few. He I sucks. didn't know that. He's, he doesn't have much personality. He, no, he would be awful. Wesley Snipes has personality and charm and charisma. But Dennis Rodman is just like a, a so flat, good. dull kind of person. It's just, he's kind of one of those people that gets by everything is flamboyant on the outside but then nothing much on the inside hey man you're from chicago be you know be careful there i i don't dislike the guy i i think yeah now watch me backtrack <laughs> watch me cover <laughs> my i mean he's my favorite bull <laughs> he's my yeah. favorite basketball just, player he's, of all time. he's got no personality <laughs> what, do you want, what do you want me to say no but i i think it it, it is True. Yeah, he doesn't have like much of a personality, but he is he seems like a fun guy. I don't know what the whole thing with him and Kim Jong Un is. We could hold a lot of shit against him for that. I mean, he's uh warming up to a murderous dictator, but hey, what the heck? You know, he has a bunch of piercings and tattoos and isn't he funny? <laughs> We got hit in the head with a bunch of basketballs learning how to rebound. So, you know, you got you can't hold it against them. Maybe he's just like a Mother Teresa type guy. M Mother and he's uh he's a, a do-gooder. And he is trying to work out something really nice between uh, United States and North Korea. I thought you were suggesting that uh, Mother Teresa had an alcohol problem and would spend weekends in Vegas doing a lot of blow. And Oh, no, 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 no. Mother Teresa did LSD. Okay, yes. She was much more in the hallucinogenics. She was earthy. <laughs> well, she's Catholic. You know how they are. They're all alcoholics. She's Catholic, so you know. She did anal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, right. Anal, anal's okay. In in God's eyes, it is. Maybe now we'll get some angry tweets from uh, Catholics. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Pedophile priests. There you go. <laughs> I love the cursing. How the uh, the cursing. Oh yeah, elicits... that's one of my favorite scenes. 
Yeah. And I like the introduction to it. It's fun with Stallone's character. But then I love how throughout the movie, later on, like when they're, I think it's in in the museum, and everything is starting to go haywire, right? With with Phoenix, you know, trashing and starting to blow shit up. And then he'll occasionally have a curse word. And deep in the background, you can hear the buzzer going off with the uh, the ticket. And I thought that was hilarious. That was a really good joke. I love when Sylvester Stallone has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, what's with the three seashells? So he comes out of the bathroom and he's trying to figure out how to use the three seashells. There's no more toilet paper. This is a good joke, blah, blah, blah. Then he ends up discovering the cursing with the tickets and then curses a lot so he can get enough tickets to then go into the bathroom and wipe himself. So this whole time, this whole scene, he's been walking around with a shitty asshole. (laughs) Oh, I, I assumed that he went in there and noticed there was no toilet paper and then was like, I better go get some. But yeah, you're right. He, he's he got skid marks galore. <laughs> yeah. He's going to learn how to do laundry in this future too now. I like the last line. How do these seashells work? That's not the best joke that they have, but they want to go out on that one. The cursing one was so much better. Um, I think what was awesome too was the eye candy that we got in Benjamin Bratt. And that's uh, what I thought was going to happen because I watched this movie so long ago, so I didn't remember how it all tied up at the end. But I will agree with you that there were things that led you to believe that Sylvester Stallone was going to be Sandra Bullock's dad. And then I thought, right, and she'll be with Benjamin Bratt. Those two will get together. Who's Benjamin Bratt again? Which one is he? He's 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 the third cop. Oh. He's the hot guy. And Benjamin Bratt and Sandra Bullock dated for a little bit at one point in uh, time. Benjamin Bratt is a hunky guy? He's hot. Really? Mm-hmm. He likes that oily skin. I thought he was kind of cast in there as kind yeah. of like a nerdy, weak cop. They can try to nerd him up all they want. We can still see through to the, it's Benjamin Bratt. He would be more age appropriate probably for Sandra. That goddamn editor. <laughs> I love the editor, actually, for having the uh, ambiguity of a really dark and disturbing it's kind of like did you guys ever see old boy yes i was thinking of that old boy is a great korean movie where um you know he falls in love with this girl wait let's not spoil it oh is this something we're gonna have to watch well actually i think just bringing it up in this context spoils it doesn't it yeah yeah it does old boy the the original version not the um not the spike lee version yeah not the spike lee version but yeah you it, it is Ooh, my friends in the spike lee version still not worth it watch the watch the original <laughs> i have thoughts now too about sandra bullock and sylvester stallone potentially having a re, uh, familial relationship i further support that no they were not related because if they were supposed to be related i feel like when they were having that virtual sex scene something would have happened where they were not attracted to one another because of the fact that it isn't natural for them to be and that's that's kind of human nature anyway no the taboo comes from you're a primary caregiver and like you've been around this person their entire life the separation and then having no idea that's the scary part because that i don't know there wouldn't be anything intrinsic unless you could see some sort of likeness in their uh, appearance but i mean this is a big thing in uh game of thrones right game of thrones has this uh left and right oh yeah incest is sexy according to game of thrones and it preserves the targaryen line <laughs> oh my god i haven't heard those words in a long time and uh my life has has been the better for it quite frankly <laughs> me too i wish i didn't know so much about the it. first time i've ever heard them just wait until uh we get to the game of thrones prequels or spinoffs that are coming sometime on hbo because we'll uh we'll induct you into game of thrones. how many how many of these are we talking about here how many prequels is this going to be like three episodes or Ooh. are they trying to start up a new series oh my god i hope it's like limited like nine or something like that me too (laughs) because i'm gonna say right now i can't sign on for a weekly watch of some bullshit Uh, (laughs) oh but it's well it's done really well well (laughs) we'll talk you're in here you're in you can't leave (laughs) (laughs) hey i don't want to leave i'm just saying i don't i don't know what's up with the girl that did game of thrones before wouldn't she want to participate in that one Nah, probably not 
Uh, <laughs> no, see, she tried to get out, so we had her killed, so we don't have her anymore. While we're on a sidebar, uh-huh. I heard a thing that sh- this Stranger Things season coming up is supposed to be like way scarier than the other Whatever. seasons. Whatever. I know. Uh-huh. I thought the same uh, thing. They all I just... say. I mean, the scariest thing was <laughs> Nancy's frail figure. That's yeah. the thing that scares me <laughs> the, the most. I'm just scared of her tripping and breaking a bone. <laughs> That's so there is some some horror in there. <laughs> So maybe we can, uh, I don't, again, I don't mean to digress to talk about Demolition Man, but this Taco Bell being a fancy restaurant, I kind of appreciate it, although I, I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, ah, you can't make fun of Taco Bell. That's that's everyone else's job. This this big budget who, movie can't make fun of Taco Bell. started making fun of Taco Bell before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's Everybody true. Maybe pumped, that's true. better pump their brakes on Taco Bell. Because I'm here right now to say, don't talk about Taco Bell like that. I love Taco Bell. Hey, they have vegan options. I don't go to Taco Bell quite as often as I did at one point in my life, but I still love it. I got nothing but love for it, and I'll fight anybody that talks bad about it. <laughs> well, we are about to I will oh. physically fight you. But you live you in talk California, littered with Mexican restaurants. What the hell else do I have going on? What is it? It's 8 o'clock right now. I'll get in my car. I'll get to your house in the middle of the night. <laughs> I oh. won't, you know what? I won't even come in and fist fight. <laughs> I'll ring the bell a bunch of times and wake the baby up. <laughs> you. <laughs> you bitch. You'll wish that I just punched in the face. The Lupa. <laughs> is a good whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but it tastes good. Because they had one with chalupa with like actual jalapenos in it. And I put the Diablo sauce on there. It was not bad. What a ringing endorsement for Taco Bell. They actually had real jalapenos. I mean, you couldn't just go down to a local taco joint and get real jalapenos and real meat. But the real taco joint was closed and they only took cash. And the Taco Bell sauce packets with the funny little riddles on them. You don't need them. You got Stallone's nuts. You just you just That's rub true. them. I don't I don't need anything for the rest of my life. You no. just sprinkle a little bit of the dandruff from those things on your taco, and it's better than chopped onions. I'm gonna get that picture framed. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You think I'm kidding? I'm gonna have that hanging in my bathroom. Oh, a little like five by seven in a frame in the bathroom that like to the when you first come you maybe wouldn't notice it, and then you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> is that a naked guy? Mix it in with the family Holy collage. Shit. <laughs> Would you look at those cojones, dude? Grande, yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yo, I I felt less guilty when I was around a lot of Spanish speaking people ordering a Taco Bell. They hated you. They can. Oh yeah, they were judging. <laughs> so staying on the Taco Bell theme here, this scene in the restaurant where it's now this glamorous, high end, five star, whatever restaurant. And this is where we get Stallone talking about how while he was in the cryogenic sleep, he had thoughts and and feelings, right? Do you guys recall this speech that he gets to give? I remember my wife banging through the glass. Crying on the glass. (laughs) Which is like kids at the zoo with the, you know, the lion enclosure and they bang on the glass. That's his wife. I don't know what, did did no one explain to his wife that he's in a cryogenic sleep and banging on the glass won't wake him up? She sounds severely unhinged. (laughs) Yes. Maybe it's good the earthquake took her out. And I just can't believe that a woman like that raised Sandra Bullock. <laughs> you make a good point well, Here's there. the thing. She liked getting teabagged by his nuts that she got like CTE and, you know, it ruined her uh, parenting skills. Her cognitive thoughts erased. She couldn't respect any other man that came into her life because she was like, oh, these must be some kind of a joke. <laughs> the guy that I was married to had nuts that could smother a small child. <laughs> You've got two gobstoppers in there, and my husband had two grapefruits. This isn't going to work. We're just not compatible. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, though, that when he's giving this speech, they're going to a wide shot of everyone at the table, and they're showing Stallone from a profile, and he's actually out of focus, as, a, as if to say, he can't carry the scene, but if we do a wide shot, we remind people that there are real actors surrounding him. It'll be easier 
easier to get past it because everybody likes to see 1993 Sandra Bullock. I also thought it was interesting. He talks about how he, in his cryo sleep he had thoughts and feelings. Now, if only he had them when he was awake because apparently he's a better actor in his sleep. He does a great job then. If you if he didn't do Rocky, I don't know that he gets these other movies, honestly. I had that written down here. It's like hard to remember that this guy was Rocky in the original Rocky. Like he's bad here. Yeah. He was great in Rocky. What happened? I mean, he's fun in and then the the Rocky sequels, of course, Rocky 3, Rocky 4. Those are fun, but Dude, who, who, who goes from winning an Academy Award to just like being a B-rated action hero? A dude with huge ass nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's got the cojones. He's nuts. I would take it because that guy, how many millions must he be worth? I mean, he has, I mean, he's crushed it in Hollywood. So nice. credit for that. Dude, what is with like Sylvester Stallone and fucking berets? Like he wears one of the expandables and then he wears one. He wore one in the beginning of Cobra and he wore one in this movie. They're jaunty. He pulls them. Not everybody can wear a beret. He He's got off. the jawline for it. Oh, yeah. And he knows it. He knows he it. He loves showing his yeah. jawline. He's like, this shit looks good on me. Write it in. They're like, uh. Sylvester, there's there's nothing in this scene that would call for a beret. And he's like, write it in. I'm wearing the fucking beret. You're playing an Egyptian in 2000 BC. I don't know if they had berets. You write it in. <laughs> they didn't have the technology for it, sir. They do when I'm there. I'm sure in, I never saw Creed 2, but I'm sure in Creed 2 he wears a beret. And you're like, why are you wearing a beret? Well, wait, now doesn't he wear the the kind of, not the bowler hat. The backwards he, Kango? Uh, yeah. No, I thought he wears like the uh, the kind of fedora hat kind of thing. Oh, yeah, he wears the fedora hat. Yeah. Mm. He likes a hat. He's a hat guy. Because he's trying to hide that square head. <laughs> or accentuate it. Isn't the square head? I mean, that's a sign of the strong jawline like you're talking about. I put on a beret. I look like a pussy. People want to beat me up. Well, people want to beat me up without a beret, too. But it doesn't help. The, the beret just calls attention. It's all the Taco Bell slamming that you're doing. Well, yeah, dude, you, you know, <laughs> except the Mexicans are on my side. You don't talk shit about the home with a chalupa. The gordita. Do they sell the gordita? Just get the cheesy gordita crunch. Oh, my God. I remember when those came out. I did get into those. On a side note, I only go when the local talk stands closed. <laughs> this, this entire podcast has been side notes. You don't have to preface it with on a side <laughs> note. We have, we have spent maybe 10 minutes talking about the movie. On a side <laughs> note, I really liked in Demolition Man how... <laughs> Speaking of Stallone, uh, there was a mention of Jackie Chan, right? Uh, Sandra Bullock's character learned her martial arts from watching Jackie Chan movies. Kind of a fun nod. Uh, we get a big nod to Arnold Schwarzenegger in here because they have the it. Arnold Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. Stallone can't believe that he became president. Now, Schwarzenegger did become governor, as we all know, of the state of California. If only Schwarzenegger were president now. Now, he's an actor, which Stallone notwithstanding is an art that requires skill, while Trump was a reality TV star, which requires nothing, by the way, but being a self-absorbed asshole. I mean, could we all agree that Schwarzenegger is president wouldn't be such a bad thing who is your daddy and what does he do <laughs> my name is detective john kimball <laughs> so after the museum stallone is chasing snipes this is snipes comes across cocktail in a park or something and it's this guy in robes he can't kill him because okay we learned that uh snipes has been programmed this is all a, a plot by Kaktu to have Wesley Snipes' character kill Dennis Leary in this movie, who we haven't gotten to yet. And then Stallone, who has been chasing Wesley Snipes for this whole time, comes running up. Snipes has just ran away. Just run away. And Stallone comes upon Kaktu and then just decides to give up the chase. Because, oh, I mean, I guess there's this asshole oh, in some sort here. of priest robe. So I guess I better stop and investigate this perv and make sure there are no young boys at risk, right? Like, why did he just give up there to talk to this guy? Now the Catholics will tweet. Now they will. Yeah, now they will. Good. Bring it on. 
Why did he want to do this? Did we get told that and I missed it? Or is it just another one of these Sylvester Stallone plot holes? So Cactu wanted to have an assassin that would help him get rid of Dennis Leary. And by removing Dennis Leary, then he could kind of eradicate... Full control. Yeah, full control of the underground people, the poor people. They were bucking the system and he didn't like it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So not just that they were poor, they were bucking the system. That's right. That's right. And they liked curse and he... I'm living in them sewers. Not like that's any surprise to anybody, but if I'm given the option to live above ground or down in those sewers, I'll be down in the sewers with the fun people. Well, shit, soon enough, you won't have much of an option because you live in San Francisco. That's going to be the only place you can afford rent anyway. It's true. It's going to be sweet. You guys should come over sometime. I'll save you a nice little spot in my sewer. (laughs) Good. In my spare room. Got to get the sewer spot before it gets gentrified. (laughs) Got to get it, yeah. There's going to be some douchebag from Google who starts renting it, you know, and then like... Oh, you can Airbnb that shit? Absolutely. Yeah. Uber will buy an office there. Get the true San Francisco experience down in the sewer. But it'll be the only place that you can get a low-wage service industry job with no (laughs) health benefits. So... Down here with the the Dennis Leary character, what did you guys think of seeing Dennis Leary? Blast from the past, the 90s. I remember him all over MTV, right? And the little uh, bumpers for coming in and out of commercials. Those were great. I loved Dennis Leary back in the day. His No Cure for Cancer is probably my first comedy album. I love Dennis Leary. It was a real treat. Yeah, he was yeah. good in this. And what what disappointed me, though, we first meet him and he gives that good um, speech, right? That rant, that yeah. typical Dennis Leary rant. But they keep cutting to his from his face to like behind and then to the side. Like, why wouldn't you just hold for a steady take? Like, have enough confidence that the audience can pay attention. I know this is 90s. and It's Dennis Leary. It's not Sylvester Stallone right now, given the dialogue. Yes. Yeah. Dennis can fucking, you could put him up there for an hour with nothing else. Everyone will be engaged. Absolutely. I mean, this is a guy who does this regularly for a living. He became like the, probably at that time, the biggest stand-up comedian of the era. And he was good. It means this is not like Dane Cook was the biggest stand-up comedian of his time. No, this is Dennis Leary who had the chops and he had like great energy behind his eyes too. Like he was actually... Oh, he's intense. Yeah. yeah. He was playing yeah. like a, a character. Like he was into it. Why didn't you just sit on him and just let us have him in a steady take? It would have been would have been fine. I'll it sit on him. Because the editor was so fixated on Sandra Bullock boning her dad. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Getting back to that plot line. So wait, Aaron, does uh, do you have an attraction? Is Dennis Leary attractive here? Den- well, not necessarily in his getup, but I, Dennis Leary is definitely a guy that is, I find him attractive. It's a lot of his personality that gets it. His swagger. Uh, would you sit on his face? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. All right. So Dennis, if you're listening, which <laughs> I'm sure you are. Of course he is. Let's quarantine or something. <laughs> It did feel very much this scene when they first go down there and he, yeah, he gets the beer and the rat burger. Uh, this reminded yeah. me a lot of the place that uh, Schwarzenegger goes to in Total Recall on Mars, right? With the yes. freaks. Yeah. I, cool. I think that the place on Mars was cooler. Yes. But they didn't have a Dennis Leary character. They with did a Benjamin not. Bratt character as well. <laughs> Benjamin Bratt. I can't they believe. They were missing that. I, he was like a nothing to me in this movie. He, he was hardly there. I can't believe that you're focused on Benjamin Bratt. Now, you say that the place in Total Recall didn't have Dennis Leary or Benjamin Bratt, whatever. But it did look cooler and more fun. I mean, until they got the oxygen sucked out of the room. You're goddamn right. It looks cooler. Yeah. They had a woman with three tits in there. And I did like the one guy, too, that was like half mutant. Oh, right. Yeah. Wasn't he, was... he half mutant? He was now would you sit on his face, Aaron? You know, I would say no now, but if I was living in that realm, if I was on Mars and then we're just all like kind of bumping into each other in there, that's probably the guy I would go for, yeah. How many cocktails? Yeah, how many cocktails? Eventually it would get to a point where I could do it sober. Do we do we now do we measure this uh point that you will get to by weeks, days, or hours? <laughs> What's the unit of measure? With the mutant fella yeah it's gonna be months it's gonna take a while to oh, build that 
before but that's only before trust. it's sober but with a few drinks it'll be the night of the, the night of arrival no, the minute i meet him <laughs> why wait till the nightfall you put bag over his face. Yeah, there you go, That's Aaron. Sorry, I could just. <laughs> you can be polite. I could always just sit on one side of him, like his good side, you know, and just tell him, like, don't look at me when you talk to me because I got to just look at this side of your face. I mean, you can sit on his face with his torso behind you and you can stare at a picture of Bruce Willis. Now we're talking. Okay. <laughs> See, I got solutions, Aaron. <laughs> Shirtless Willis. Oh, you know what, too, though? The Radberger down there. When Radberger is the other alternative, I mean, come on. Of course, Taco Bell is going to be like a five star. I'm not eating a Radberger. I'll say that right now. No, I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat. Well, what am I talking about? I'm a vegetarian. But I guess like if I was in this situation, would, I, would you eat a Radberger? <laughs> I've eaten rabbit before. Rabbit was pretty gamey. No, I can't do any of that. Ah, yeah, you can. And this was really gross, Rabbit, actually, because it was like you still had the skin and some hair follicles and the skin. Ew. Like, I don't know what I was doing. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was gross. It was well, in Colorado. Well, no wonder you're a goddamn vegetarian now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it scared me for life. I still probably have traces of it somewhere in my colon today, and that was 20 years ago. Why did you do ago. this? What happened? Did you lose a bet? Uh, no, I was living in Colorado for a summer. Oh, <laughs> oh when you live in Colorado? You have to eat a bunny rabbit. You have to eat a bunny rabbit. You have to go to at least one neo-Nazi rally. Oh, yeah. Just to take in the atmosphere. Not... That is part of the atmosphere. Yeah. I'd rather go to the rally than eat the goddamn <laughs> bunny. I'll tell you that. Ah, see, it wasn't bad. And then there was elk burger, too, that I had. And the elk burger was delicious. Yeah. Mm-mm. Colorado. That's also where we, my dad, my brother, and I saw a UFO while we were backpacking in the woods. But we'll talk about that some other time. Oh, I do want us to make sure we circle back to this. Oh, so the hand-to-hand combat scene. So speaking about the action in this movie, which... Hey, but Wesley Snipes is a black belt in karate. Yes. And saw that he was actually kicking and punching too fast. So they, if it, his scenes look kind of clunky because he had to slow it down for the cameras. But yeah, he's a, he's an actual black belt. Yeah. So you, you could tell he was he was legit doing that. That's uh, they said, too, that he wanted to do all of his stunt scenes. He, he didn't want anybody else to do them. It is cool. Wesley Snipes, man. I don't think I'm all that familiar with much of Wesley Snipes' work. Uh, I guess at some point I saw New Jack City. I kind of want to go back and watch that because white men can't jump never saw it white man can't jump a classic the blade trilogy oh. never saw a blade That's movie right. no Ugh, comic white book men can't jump is hands down the wesley snipes movie that is the movie to watch with him in it it is where i really came into this newfound appreciation for him was at the end of last year with uh, Dolomite Is My Name. Did you guys watch that? He was hilarious in it. Yeah, he's so good in this. He's like the he's the best thing in this. Although I, I that's not to take anything away from Sandra Bullock. I thought she was fun. Once I got in the wavelength of what the movie was presenting. Uh, so apparently, you know, her name is Lenina Huxley, uh, which is a combination of uh, Lenina, I guess, from the book Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, which is interesting to note because that is the book that I use for a co- my coaster every time we're recording Ooh. for my coffee. Nice. I have a hardcover version of uh, Brave New World uh, that I stole from uh, one of the schools that I taught at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just nice. Like <laughs> yes. Oh, no. The students, they never wanted to steal the books. They couldn't return them fast enough. They hated reading. Oh. So I have like two copies because then I had my personal copy. I don't know how I have uh, two copies. But that was kind of interesting. It's very loosely allusion to Brave New World. I mean, I get it that in here there's no violence and that they're completely naive to everything. But my memory of Brave New World is that there was a lot more going on than that. But um, but I did like her. I love that they have uh, the guy from Beetlejuice basically playing the exact same character in this movie. Yeah, I did enjoy him. That movie doesn't hold up very well, unfortunately. I remember liking it a lot more as a kid. I don't agree. Uh, No, I just saw it. I liked it. I just saw it, too. I thought it was great. There's not a lot of Beetlejuice in it, though. Like, I remember it having having had a lot more Beetlejuice. And then when I went back and watched it, I'm like, oh, man, he's not in here for very long. And uh, that's a shame. Well, the scenes he's... Michael Keaton is a god. Yeah, he's the The scenes he's in are, obviously, they're great. But I thought that Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis were really good in this, too. And Winona Ryder. This is maybe, for me, Beetlejuice 
Beetlejuice was maybe one of her best roles where I didn't feel like there was this like, oh, okay, tone it down, Winona. This is like (laughs) film acting, not stage. You don't need to make sure the back of the audience sees. We're not trying to find Will. Yeah, (laughs) we're not screaming Will for an entire season and dressing like a meth head. Oh, God, I am dreading having to watch the fourth season of that show. Are you dreading it? I think so. Now that I... Really? Just thinking back to the first season and Winona screaming Will just brought me like a wave of depression. I don't want to watch that shit again. (laughs) Guys, do we have any more uh, final notes before we go to grades? We barely talked about Demolition Man. (laughs) Yes, I understand. (laughs) I think it was just as good as any other episode, though, honestly. <laughs> just chugging along at a D average for, <laughs> for a quality of show. By the way, Wilshire does not connect to Santa Monica. Thank you. And then, and then when I explained that everything got destroyed by an earthquake, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I swear they did that to fuck with us. I have one good last job. note before we move to grades. At one point, Phoenix says, and this is during the museum action sequence, he tells... Sylvester Stallone, quote, saved by the bell, which to me makes a veiled reference. Oh, yeah. Cute. To Elizabeth Berkeley and Showgirls. I thought it was a nod to Rocky. Oh, I would agree with that, actually. Yeah, Yeah. Right. Saved by the bell, like he's in the ring. Yep. There you go. Well, I'll find some other connection when I watch it again tonight to find a connection to Saved by the Bell and Elizabeth Berkley and Showgirls. I'll figure out something. Let's see. Well, I think we've uh, covered Twin Peaks, Seinfeld, and Saved by the Bell. So should we move on to our grades? I don't know. Should we do Family Ties? Oh, I would love to talk Family Ties. Uh, Who wants to go first with a grade on Demolition Man? I'll give it an A-. Fucks with Wesley Snipes. Benjamin Bratt is hot. Dennis Leary is funny, and I would sit on his face. So yeah, that's when you add all that up. That's an A minus. Oh, Benjamin Bratt. Okay, all right, fair enough. Jared, I'm gonna give it a B plus. I I really liked it. The movie looks still good too from last time I saw it. And um, you know, I love Wesley Snipes in this. He's so good. Okay, so it's an A minus and a B plus. It's interesting that you say about the look. I was really pissed off at the end of this when the credits start to roll because I rented this on Amazon and then as the credits start to roll it pulls back and then it goes to a letterbox widescreen so this whole time Amazon pushed this movie out cropped for a 16 by 9 aspect ratio when it was actually filmed on a widescreen it should have been letterbox the entire time so there was a lot of stuff cropped out and when you crop stuff out like that it does feel like tv so that actually that really pissed me off fuck you Bezos. I don't understand why they do that because people don't like watching Letterbox, but then you are watching a crappier version of whatever it is you're watching. So uh, that pissed me off because that I think that actually detracted from some of the enjoyment that I was saying. Like some of it felt like expensive TV, and I think it's because there there was a lot more to the screen that was being cut out, and that it would have felt more cinematic if I'd seen the the full Letterbox version. So uh, a bummer. My grade for this one, yeah, I'm wavering between a B minus and C plus. Do you have some? You have some '90s bias. Well, it's definitely not an A. I mean, come on, that's reserved for things like Showgirls and Contagion. So, would this? Does this? Qualify? Did you give Showgirls an A? Oh, for sure, I gave it an A. Oh Christ! <laughs> the whole episode was him defending it. Yes. <laughs> Did you, how soon? Well, Aaron's tried to block it from her memory. That whole that whole experience of having to listen to my defensive showgirls and partly you too you you didn't come down on it as hard as aaron did you always try to drag jared into your (laughs) belief system i know i am going to give this movie a c plus it's not like i'm gonna watch it again it was good it was definitely better than i expected perhaps it's better i think if they were this would be a movie that i could see them redoing and redoing with uh out pulling quite as many punches you know what fuck it i'm giving this a b minus it's actually not it's not that bad this movie was uh a lot more fun than i expected i did enjoy wesley snipes uh even the action that i was kind of dreading was fun when it was wesley snipes because it was just so gratuitous and over the top i like the fact that it didn't pull punches with just slaughtering (laughs) random people innocent people left and right uh 
and that it was it was it was definitely like an adult r-rated movie right the cursing and even having fun with the cursing like we're just i'm just gonna do a string of expletives so i can get these tickets to go wipe my ass yeah i think it's definitely a b minus and speaking of that i think this is actually why it definitely deserves the b minus because there is the footage of spartan when they're they're doing this history of who he is in the police station and they show him after he's just saved a, a little girl and then oh, the yeah. news reporter the news reporter is like is it really worth the destruction just to save one young girl's life and the girl looks at the reporter and says fuck you lady yeah <laughs> that that is awesome that is something that i feel like fuck they wouldn't you, even lady. necessarily do today because people would be like uh, upset but i appreciated that it was funny it was a genuine laugh and that's great. So yeah, B minus from me. So pretty strong grades. I'm surprised. I did not expect this movie to be this good. And right. it was. So all right, guys. That's our review of Demolition Man. And that wraps up our Stallone Cops double feature. We'll be back with you in a couple of weeks with our next double feature. And if you want to know what double feature that will be, well, just check out Bandcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Bandcast or send emails to Bandcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Yo quiero Taco Bell.